I am Barrington Brennan, counseling psychologist and marriage and family therapist with your daily relationship nugget. I would be delighted to hear from you to know how you enjoy these programs. Please email me at info at sounds of encouragement or info at soencouragement.org. Since I was a teenager, I wondered why a man would get down on his knees to ask a woman to marry him. That baffled me. From day one, I thought it was weird and not necessary. However, for many, it is a thought as an enthralling, a special. Some women look forward to the day when a prince charming would kneel before her with a ring in hand and ask her, to marry him. Forty-four years ago, I did not get on my knees, and I had no engagement ring, and we are still in love. In fact, I was standing someplace and I had my knee up on the fence. Is it important for a husband-to-be to get down on his knees with the expected or unexpected proposal with a ring in his hands? Absolutely not. It is only a tradition. This tradition has nothing to do with the quality of the relationship before or after the marriage. In fact, I've noticed over my 44 years of professional life that many men standing before their bride-to-be with a ring in hand were egotistical. It was only a show that made his heart swell with pride. Even the tears of joy by the future surprised bride could not prevent the tears of misery in the marriage. Based on my research, the origin of this tradition is uncertain. One writer says the idea of kneeling on one knee as essential to the standard of a proposal is not enshrined in history. It, is, it appears to be a largely modern intervention, but it's not clear how it originated. Hannah Critics writes in the online blog, Why should men propose on one knee? That's the name of the article. Here is what she says. The action itself has been around for centuries. Catholic bend on one knee as a sign of respect toward the tabernacle before taking their seats to the Mass or for the Mass. Knights bend down on one knee before the king uh, when being knighted and when presenting themselves in a show of honor to royalty. In war, the losing party would kneel in front of the army who won the battle in surrender. In religion, kneeling is appropriate during prayer and other religious ceremonies, including wedding vows for some faiths. Kneeling is also done to genuflect when entering a church or temple. When proposing, kneeling can have the same spiritual connotation and can be a sign of respect. End of quote. As I read further in the article and many others on the topic, it became clear three words of importance regarding kneeling. They are respect, honor, and surrender. One research indicates that kneeling in general in European history has been a sign of supplication, humility, and servitude. Humility? 
<laughs> wow, kneeling in all the above settings suggests giving up power or willing to let someone share power with you or admitting you are a weaker one than the other or acknowledging an equal or greater power before you. If we apply these ideas to marriage proposal on bended knee, then the future husband needs to stay on his knees all his life. <laughs> Why? Because that symbolizes uh, a surrender, respect and honor and humility. It dissipates quickly in marriage. We know that does. The whole idea of we will share power or I will listen to you or I need you by my side or I acknowledge the greatness in you truly falls through the cracks of male chauvinistic ideology, traditionalism, and a painful and coercive view of headship in marriage. Some husbands need to get back down on their knees and stay there for a while until the unavoidable pain of tradition penetrates through the patella and transmits through the nerves reaching the hardened hearts of stubbornness, pride and selfishness. If bending the knee is a symbol of respect, honor, humility and surrender, shouldn't both the man and the woman bow before each other when they are in a marriage proposal? How could a simple act of kneeling before your future bride be so misleading? Because it is only an act, nothing more. It guarantees nothing. Sometimes I wonder if it is the ring itself when I notice the responses on the future bride's faces. They would scream and shout and jump and dance and cry after noticing the ring. Here are a few questions. Is she happy for receiving the ring because of what it means, getting married? Is she happy because she can tell it is expensive? Is she happy because she can show off that she, is officially, she officially has a man in her life? Is she happy because she feels equally honored to give him a ring as well? <laughs> in the online Sun magazine, written by Hallie Richardson, states, In the 1930s, D. Bears launched an incredibly successful Diamonds Are Forever advertising campaign in America, insisting that stones were rare and precious and the only way to propose marriage. End of quote. The advertising did a lot for their merchandisers, but not for the hearts of those getting married. These diamonds have done nothing Men, get down on your knees and stay there. That brings me to the point of why when men do not wear engagement rings. The reason goes back to the ancient times and even during the Victorian age when women were considered property. The ring was a symbol of ownership. He owned her and therefore she had to stay put. He was free to roam the country and have many women he wanted without consequences. When my son got engaged, he sought and how that he could all he could to find an engagement ring, but he couldn't, so he bought a wedding band instead. I was proud of him. It is my view that both should wear it if you want to wear an engagement ring. However, never forget that a ring, no matter how valuable, worn by just a woman, or both the woman and the man, does not guarantee there'll be 
a marital, no marital discord or breakup. It will not guarantee happiness. There are many still wearing their wedding bands while receiving their divorce decree absolute. Do you realize that believing that only men can propose in marriage is false? It is clear, a clear outgrowth of our belief system that men are overall leaders of the home, the marriage, the church, and society. Hence, it teaches that he leads his wife to the altar instead of both of them meeting there. Therefore, as a marriage officer in the Commonwealth of the Bahamas, I avoid asking married at the marriage ceremony, who gives this woman to marry to this man? Why isn't there a question, who gives this man to marry to this woman? According to the theologian John Temple Bristow, the tradition goes back to ancient times when daughters were the property of their fathers who had authority over them. In an ancient marriage ceremony, the fathers gave the daughters to the husbands who then were authority over them. Please, consider this important point. It is now time for women to wake up and know that they have a voice in the direction of a marriage relationship and even a proposal. Will you marry me? This has been your daily relationship nugget. I am Barrington Brennan, keeping a smile on your heart.